What's going on guys? It's your boy CSW and welcome to London to NFL on the go. On today's special episode, we're here at the Jacksonville Jaguars practice in London as they get ready for their matchups against the Falcons and the Bills. Let's go check out the team at practice before we meet our special guest. I'm here with Jaguars wide receiver Jamal Agnew. Jamal, welcome to London. I appreciate How you. you. Doing? I appreciate you having me, man. It's good to have you over here. You've been here a couple of times, but you were just telling me about Belfast, about going around the whole of the British Isles. What's your favorite spot? Um, I mean, we went to a lot of different spots. Obviously, we did the player tour, so we went. Liverpool, Belfast. We didn't get to catch any soccer matches. I think I'm going to do that. Uh, go to the Chelsea Fulham game uh, match oh, this weekend. Oh, that's a big London derby. That'd be a good one. Yeah, so this will be my first match yeah. going to. So I'm excited for that. But who will you be rooting for, Chelsea or Fulham? I mean, I used to, I used to play with Chelsea uh, growing up playing FIFA. Yeah. But I think the best answer, politically correct answer, should be <laughs> Fulham. Fulham. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I love it, Jamal. There's one question that's been on my mind. I wanted to know because being an international player, I changed from rugby to go to the NFL, was part of the International Player Pathway program with the Steelers. Mm -hmm. But your journey is completely different from that. Unranked to then playing college football, to then getting drafted and all pro. Like, how does that happen in the space of five years? It's just believing in yourself. I mean, I'm sure you believe in yourself, you know, transitioning from a completely different sport to yeah. American football. Like I got, I played DB my whole life. I played mm -hmm. defensive back and transitioned to receiver my fourth year going to my fifth year. And it's really just having that confidence, knowing that you belong, knowing that you have the same abilities as everybody mm -hmm. else. And I mean, just believing in yourself goes a long way. And it just like, that confidence just exuberates through like your, your playing. Yeah. So how, when you decided to go from DB to wide receiver, what brought about that transition? Uh, I just wasn't playing much on defense. Mm. Obviously, I was returning punts and kicks, yeah. and I was used sparingly on offense. And I would always just say, like, I could play receiver. Like, I mean, I'm athletic enough. Yeah. I think the learning part was the toughest part, just like learning formations, plays, concepts, audibles. <laughs> like, see, like that was the that was the learning curve for me. But I mean, I was just always telling them, like, I could play receiver, mm. like. And then finally, they just like, let's do it. The more and you can do, right? The more you can do. That's what they say in the NFL. The more you can do, just create that, that, that value. And the more you can do, you just become more valuable to that team. Um, you know, I'm just able to show my versatility. Mm. Um, and I haven't looked back since. In terms of your career highlights, 109-yard touchdown. Can you walk us through that play? Uh, I mean, if you, if you return punts or kicks, that's literally your dream yeah. is somebody lining up for a long field goal that you know they're probably not going to make and just getting the opportunity to run against a bunch of, of big guys. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only guys that could possibly catch you are the kicker and the punter. And if you're a returner, you never want to get tackled by a kicker or a punter. <laughs> so, I mean, I got that opportunity. I was like, if he doesn't make this, I'm going to score. Touchdown, Jacksonville! 
Um, so you're thinking that before you caught the ball? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that if he if he does and the crazy part is the kicker, Matt Prater, I played with him in Detroit for four years. Oh. So I know he could have possibly made that because he's got a boot, but it was from 68 yards. So I was like, maybe he can make this, maybe not. And when he kicked it, I was like, it kind of looks like he's about to go in. And then it started like tailing down. I was like, oh, I'm about to score. And the rest <laughs> what were you history. thinking when you were high stepping into the end zone? What was that feeling like? I just heard the crowd going crazy. I kind of blacked out because then I, I, I got in the end zone and it's just like a, a mob of people just tackling me. And obviously, it was halftime too, so like they could run on the field and stuff. Yeah. But like I just felt like a million pounds in me because everybody just jumping on me. It, it was a crazy moment. I'll probably never forget that feeling. Where does that rank in terms of your career highlights? That's, that's number one. That's number sure. one. Yeah, that's number one. That's number one. I love it. Right, we're going to switch gears quickly. So. We're going to build out your starting lineup. So I'm going to give you some NFL archetypes and you're going to tell me players you played against or with who you think best fit the description. Right. Is that cool? Yeah. All right, so we're going to kick things off. So the showman, this player is the charismatic life and soul of the team. He's the one who always balls out when the pressure's on. Who are you thinking of? I'm going to go with Zay Jones. I mean, Zay, Zay is every sense of that, the showman, but he's very reserved but knows when his energy is needed and then always makes clutch plays. Like you see all throughout last year, Zay was making crazy clutch plays. And you know, we could count on him when we need a, a big play, mm. throw it to Zay. Do you think a lot more is gonna come this season from him? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We haven't even seen the best. Exactly. Okay, next the leader. So the person who really keeps everyone together in the locker room, the person you can depend on and knows everyone's role and gets them to perform at their best, who's that? Obviously, 16, I'm gonna say Trevor. You know, he's just always so poised, cool, calm, and collected. And then especially for how young he is, mm. you would just think he's been in the league for so long. He's just so calm. Even when, you know, stuff's hitting the fan, you know, obviously when we're down 27 nothing, yeah. you know, he was just like, next play, like one play at a time. And, you know, we just kept chipping away, chipping away. And just his poise and his leadership at, at a young age is, it's just, it's just really cool to see. What do you think is his ceiling? Like, how far do you think Trevor can go? The, the sky is the limit for him. I mean, he's always looking to get better. I mean, you see him at practice when, you know, the offensive period is over. He's on the other field getting extra work and, you know, throwing some routes that he feel like he could have did better at. And he's just always looking for an edge to get better at. And just seeing that from such a young player who's got so much pressure and mm -hmm. like, you know, franchise player, you know, generational player, like he wears it so well and he just handles it so well and it's cool to see. How's that been for you, especially you've changed position, you've got a young quarterback. Yeah. Does he still give you confidence in terms of making that transition, giving you the ball, making plays, giving you opportunities? Oh yeah, he does that with everybody. I mean, he's, he said it the other day, like, you know, obviously we've been struggling, but he's like, I trust everybody in this mm -hmm. room. And you know, he just, he exuberates that confidence in you. And just seeing that poise in him, even when you know things are kind of bad, it's just it makes you raise your level, your level of play. Um, you know, you want to play better for him. Yeah. You want to you want to not let him down because you know he's putting his all into it. So you know you got to put your all into it too. True leader, man. True leader, man. Okay, the locker room joker, the prankster, practical joker, tells the best stories. Has everyone rolling on the floor laughing? Who's that? Man, I'm gonna say the whole DB room. <laughs> really? Our whole DB room is full of clowns. <laughs> I mean, you see them in the locker room, they call it shadow boxing. They're doing that little, 
<laughs> where you got to look the opposite way. I mean, they, they set up like a whole boxing ring where there's, they got music, they got the, ca the card people, like, they got the announcer, like, it's crazy. They're just always joking around, whether they're playing ping pong, we got a little basketball hoop in the yeah. locker room, shooting hoops, they're just always messing around. So, so. Who's, the, who's the biggest joker out of that group? Out of that group? It's either going to be, it's either Cisco or, or Daniel Thomas. Those, okay. two are, those two are some clowns. <laughs> Does it ever make you miss being in the DB room because you're missing out on a bit of that fun? I mean, I kind of get all the interactions not being in that room, but I mean, I'm sure if I was in that room, I'd, it'd probably be even funnier. But I mean, our locker room is pretty close. So like we, get, we interact all the time. Mm. Okay, the dark horse. What player in the Jags locker room do you think doesn't get the respect they deserve? Doesn't get the respect they deserve. I would say Foyer. I mean, Foyer has led the league in tackles like the last two or three years. I mean, he racks up almost 200 tackles a year, like which is crazy. Yeah. And then he's he plays every snap. Like I don't think he ever comes out the game unless it's like field goal block or something. But I feel like Foyer, especially his vocal leadership, like he's. He leads by example and then also is very vocal. Um, and I think you need that from a middle linebacker. Yeah. Somebody who's just going to set the tone with his pads and then also set the tone with his voice. Yeah. And then also he's there every snap. So he's not missing out. He's not missing games. He's not missing snaps. I mean, he's out there going hard every practice. So I really, I really don't think Foyer gets the, the credit he deserves. Yeah. Why do you think that, that part of not giving him his flowers? Do you think it's just because he just keeps his head down and just does the work and doesn't complain, doesn't say anything? Or what do you think it is? Does he need to be a bit more of a showman? Like, what, what is it? <laughs> he's just, yeah, exactly, he's not flashy. Like, he doesn't care about any of the media hype. Mm. He, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't care about getting flowers from anybody else because he knows who he is. Yeah. And he knows what he's capable of. And that's what I love about Foyer. Um, I think he, he's got his own little brand called Ugly Gang. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> care. Like, I mean, he just, he just goes out there and balls and, yeah. and does it every day. And he's the same person every day. And I got to get that shout out to, to Foyer. Big shout out. Yeah. Okay, last up, the trash talker. Who talks the best trash in game or just even in practice? I would say the biggest trash talker would probably be, I played with him for four years in Detroit, um, Quandre Diggs. He, he's, especially if I'm playing against him, he, he talks a lot. I mean, that's like my big brother. I mean, he was like my mentor when I got drafted in Detroit, but whenever we play each other, he's just nonstop. Just like, what up, little bro? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's funny, man. So now we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Okay. In terms of wide receiver attributes, we're gonna build your perfect wide receiver. So I'm gonna give you some characteristics. So like hands, so who's got the best hands, catching ability, speed, route running and that dog mentality. Okay. I need one player for each of those. So starting off first, who's got the best hands? And that could be all time or that could be someone you played with. Best hands? I'm gonna say Randy Moss. Sprint out by Johnson, deep down the left sideline for, for Moss. He juggles, he's got a touchdown! Mm. I grew up watching Randy Moss. He was one of my favorite wide receivers growing up. And he used to just pluck things out the air. Boom, boom. So I'm gonna say Randy Moss. What do you think it is that made Randy Moss so good that people even call it mossing someone? That's what I'm saying. Like he's got his own, what do you call it, verb or <laughs> adjective? <laughs> yeah. Like, 
I don't think anybody has that, like, in the history of the game, like, other than, like, Kobe. Like, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you don't ever see, like, they got a whole segment on ESPN. You got Moss, like. For one I mean, player. Randy was just, like, the perfect combination of size, speed, athleticism, route running, hands, obviously. Mm. So, I mean, he was a unicorn. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so speed. Oh, I got to go Tyreek. The poor punt with the best beginning field position, 35 of LA. He's got Hill. That's a touchdown. You're a fast guy yourself. Yeah. Man. A 4 3 4 4 two. Yeah. That is insane. But, you were a track runner before, previously. Yeah. I only ran track one year. I think that's my biggest regret, is not running track all four years of high school. Mm. But, I mean... It definitely helped. It is what it is. <laughs> it, it, helped, it helped for sure, so I wish I ran all four years, but... Who do you think would win in a race? You or Tariq? Where's my pull kits, bro? I'm going to say me, because I'm a confident person, but if we're building a, a, the perfect wide receiver, I'm going to throw that, the speed on Tariq. Okay, I, I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. Okay, route running. Who's got the crispiest routes? I'm going to say Calvin Ridley. Lawrence fires and it's caught by Ridley. And he's still going. Calvin Ridley down the sideline. Mm. And he was Man, just watching Ridley work, watching him run routes, you wouldn't think he sat out of football for two years. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him this year. Oh, my gosh. You, you don't understand. He, his routes are ridiculous. I mean, they should start saying that ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like. I mean, he's probably one of the best route runners I've ever seen in person. Yeah. And, like, he goes so hard in practice, and he, he works so hard. So I'm just happy to see him back and mm. doing what he loves to do. Yeah, and I'm sure the London fans are ready to see oh, this yeah. weekend what he's got. They got they, they're going to get a show. Oh, I bet. I bet. Okay, last up, who's got that mentality? Who's got that dog mentality? That dog mentality? I think Kurt. is not getting <laughs> A workout. Let's just say it's accumulated. Lawrence, he's going to go long, and it's caught by Kirk into Kansas City territory. I like, I love Kirk's mentality because he's a quiet guy, mm. but you feel his presence every play. Like every time he touches the ball, they're like, oh, we got to, we got to stop 13. Like, because he's literally the silent assassin. Mm. Like he's a man of, of very little words, but. He, his game talks a lot. Like, he's out there Euro-stepping people <laughs> on the field. I mean, running by people. And I feel like he's also somebody that doesn't get enough respect. Mm. Um, you know, I get to watch him come to work every day, see the work he puts in every day. And it's, he's somebody I look up to, even yeah. though I'm, I'm a year older than him. But I still look up to him now. But, now, Kirk definitely got that mentality. Those four guys you just named, I think they could be all pro year after year after year. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a hell of a combination. Easy. That's a hell of a combination. So listen, Jamal, it's been a pleasure. Good luck for your upcoming games and I'm looking forward to seeing you ball out for the rest of the season. I appreciate it, man. There's one person I had to make sure I caught up with today and that's London's very own Io, Jacksonville Jaguars IPP player. Because what year is this now? Three? Second. No, second. second. Yeah. Oh, second. So you can find your feet now. This is yeah, the season yeah. to really like make the next jump. 100%. Like, and you can see the difference between first preseason. Yeah, oh, man, you've balling out this season. Yeah, you just feel like, much more comfortable. Way more comfortable. Yeah. Way more comfortable. What so. do you think in terms of like getting more snaps, getting more plays, like what's practice looking like? Like yeah. how is that translating into your confidence? I think it's like I just had to earn their confidence, mm. obviously. Because you know, IPP is kind of, it's unique. Like 
they select everyone to be there and yeah. they select you to a certain extent but mm. still it's different so i think i just had to earn their trust yeah first really, year really got to earn your kit especially the first year coming in completely different level right i don't know about you right but my second game was Lambeau Field, Green Bay Packers, okay. 85,000 people. Yeah. Never been in the stadium that right. loud. Right. So even just adjusting to that, when I was talking to guys who were at Penn State, mm -hmm. or normal. Like, it's normal, yeah, 100,000. Yeah. It's, it's more than that. Right, and right. so they're used to operating on that stage, right. whereas me coming from rugby, where you get yeah. like 15, 20, 40,000 right. on a good day, right. like to that stage, it was completely different. Yeah. Have you found that kind of adjustment in terms of the expectation and the fans and all that stuff? Honestly, that's probably been the easiest part for me and I don't know why. Mm. You know what I mean? I think it's more like myself, the pressure I put on myself more than anything. When I'm playing, I don't even really, like I don't even notice the fans. I don't yeah. hear the fans. So that's been fine. But yeah, the, I, I put more pressure on myself than anyone could ever put on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's, that was the biggest thing. Second year, I learned to just trust myself a mm -hmm. little bit, like calm down. Mm -hmm. And that definitely helped. And especially, especially that that mental side. Right. I know we've spoken before yeah. about those pieces where not many people, there's few people who understand the journey of like an IPP right. player. Where there's guys who are undrafted, right. and then there's IPP. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's IPP. Right, right. So it's like you're you're clawing and just scrapping for any reps you can get in practice right. that first year. Right. But then, like you said, once that second year comes around, you put the work in the off season, right. you know your assignments, your right. details, you actually get the opportunities. And right. also like, what's the locker room like? How's the locker room been receiving you compared to when you first got there? Uh, yeah, I'd say they're definitely more comfortable with me. I guess um, they were always pretty open, mm. but I guess, you know, I've, I've been a whole year with them now. So went through a whole season with them, went through two camps with them. Yeah. That's a lot to go through with the same group of people. So developed some really close bonds there. So. Are they picking up any of the lingo? They're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if they're succeeding, but they're trying to. Sure. What, what kind of stuff are they trying to pick up and say? You know, top Boy, you know, Top yeah. Boy just came out. Yeah. So I hear, I hear, where's the food fam? I hear that maybe like <laughs> All 10 the time. times a day, you know, but I let them have their fun with it. How does it feel to be back again in London? Yeah, it feels good. I mean, it, it's kind of surreal every time I land. Yeah. I'm like, I'm really here, like, as part of an NFL team. Like, I never would have pictured that. Like, I always thought I was going to be playing at Wembley for soccer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So every time I come back, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It makes me realise how far I've come. Huge blessing, though. Massive blessing. Have you got family coming to the games? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Um, so, honestly, it's been good to chop it up with you. And yep. for the rest of the season, going into next season, mm. obviously a big year. Right. I'm wishing you every success. Appreciate and you. IPP now has 32, 32 allocations. Crazy, yeah. What do you think that means? What do you think that means for the league? I think, I think it's gonna, I think it can only be a good thing. Mm. You know, I think it's gonna make the international market more competitive. And I think kids coming up are really gonna genuinely believe they have a chance if they put the work in. So I think it's great for the international game, you know? because of guys like you, you know what I mean, that it's been possible. Obviously, owners and teams mm. like the IPP, so that's good. And yeah, nah, I think it can only go up from here. I think the biggest thing as well is that knowing that you've been part of history, you've been right. part of something before it's been expanded, that right. next step right. to truly give other people who be like the FAs, the Jordans, right. you, right. Right. me, an opportunity to live a life that you might never have thought you'd have an opportunity 100%. to. But more than that, it's like, a dream can be a reality even if you're not born in the 100%. US. And I think that's the biggest thing. Right. So keep flying the flag, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Good to see you, man. Yeah. Stay tuned to London's NFL and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on any more of this great content.